baby. Who feed eyes, teeth, and no bitch that I need to a chop Welcome to Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Guess who's back? Back again. Jamie's back. Tell a friend. So we have a very important episode. This is a really, really exciting not to say the other episodes aren't important, but this one is especially important. I mean, this is wildly exciting, definitely unexpected. Totally unexpected. Type of uh, episode that we're going to be sharing yes. with you. But and if, first, okay. I do want to recap because- We always say, but first. Yes. So if you listen to last week's episode, I told a story about giving CPR to a gentleman uh, who was brought back to life. And so proud of my husband. Yesterday. He literally saved his life. Yesterday, I got a chance to finally meet him. He was actually back down by the tennis courts, uh, he and his wife. And I got a chance to meet him after I played my first official tennis game. Yeah, and Doug is going to be humble right now. But typically, he's a bragger. And he's like, yeah, I won. So he won his, cha- uh, well, he's in the championship for the tennis. So yes. he won his. What do you call it? Division, I guess? Yeah, it's called a flight. So I'm on the uh, beginner flight, which means that uh, it's four people. And he won me, that flight. Three other guys. I am 20 years younger than all of them. Well, that's probably why. But they are, they, no they're, they're pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean they they play all the time, but um, that wasn't the most exciting part. Was it was that I was walking out after my match, and the director of tennis came. I said, "Doug Peters here, and he wants to meet you." Uh, and that really that made my night. It made my night, made my day, made my week. Like it was really nice meeting him. He's a lot shorter than I remember. Um, but he said that he's getting one of those uh, defibrillators um, placed in his heart, placed in by his heart. And, and I guess he, needs he even said, like literally said that if Doug hadn't been there and initiated CPR as fast as he did, that he wouldn't he be died. alive. Yeah. 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 He told me that uh, the doctors told him that CPR saved his life. And that's the only reason why he's walking around like five days later or a week later and you know not for nothing but like just the thought of if Doug hadn't performed CPR as quickly as he did not only would he not be walking around but if oxygen doesn't get to your brain like sure maybe your body would still live but you're going to be more of a vegetative state like you're not going to be able to function and so there's just it's very remarkable Doug that like not only did you perform it but you obviously did it correctly and you got oxygen to his brain the whole time that his heart wasn't pumping the way it was supposed to so that now that he you know that that the AED like jolted his heart back and his heart started working again and he's you know like he has no issues. Like he's not, yeah. he has zero issues of doesn't have to be in rehab. And a lot of times you'll find that people who have had, you know, a heart attack and they, these, these actions haven't happened fast enough. They'll have to be in rehab because the oxygen, their, their brain was deprived from oxygen for a little yep. bit too long. And it wasn't long enough to like just kill them, but you know, forever, but it was, it was, a, you know, it was enough that it took a, an impact on their brain and their, their bodily you know, health. Yeah, and so, so in any case, it was pretty special. I'm pretty proud of you well, and thank you. mild yeah. brag moment. I mean, it's not every day someone saves <laughs> another person's life. No, but it, it also, you know, it, it brought me to, and, um, what I spoke about the last time on last episode was just, you know, a few people had said it too, where, you know, maybe that's, maybe we're here for a reason. And like, I've, I've never felt connected to a, a development before. But only like when I was like younger, when I grew up, I grew up in this Oakland development, like knew everybody. Um, I would ride my bike down the street and be able to wave to people and everybody sort of knew each other. And and I just hadn't had that since my childhood. Yeah. And I mean, I've never had this that. place, this place, I really feel like we belong here. Like we're here for a reason. Yeah. That feels really, it really just, good. It was really something profound that I just said, it was like a realization, like, you know, a couple people told me this is why, you know, maybe this is why you're here. And it was just, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because we were floundering for a while there trying to figure, I mean, we were literally living in an RV, traveling across America, trying to find our home, like our spot. Like we knew Jersey just wasn't it. We had lived there for 
several years. And even though like we love our family, of course, yeah. and we have friends there and we love them, we didn't have a sense of community there. We didn't have like our own things going on. And I feel like, you know, our sister, both, both of like, like his siblings had their own things going on. And we were just kind of like always floundering around trying to yeah. find our own we thing. We were nomads. We were always bouncing from yeah. one place to the next. And so we were, so then we just set out to find our own thing and like our own people and our community and people who kind of like think like us and are like us. And, um, I don't know how um, Florida literally just happened because of the weather. We just yeah. love the weather and we love that there's no state taxes here. And then we were like, we're going to find our people in Florida. And then now here we are in this house. And I feel like the community that we live in really is, it's just, it starts to, it really feels like home. And so it's, really it's nice, nice to know that our kids are going to be here, yeah. but I feel like everyone just wants to talk about the big announcement. I well, mean, before the big course, announcement, Doug, why are we going to hold let this me just, Let me just, I don't want to talk about the big announcement. Let me just give a <laughs> shout out to a five-star review because this is going back two episodes. So um, this is from Lorette one who writes Jamie, the bachelorette just finished listening to your podcast. I enjoyed it, Jamie. It shows that you've always been so kind and sweet. That's how everyone knew you. I remember watching you and always seeing you as a very kind person, very sweet, enjoyed the podcast very much. I even had to listen to her podcast with your interview. She's talking about Courtney Robertson. Or Robertson. Robertson. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that too. Still enjoying you guys. God bless you. God bless your family, Loretta. So. Oh, Loretta, thank you so much for taking the time yeah. out to give that five-star review because they mean the world to us. We have uh, 4.6 out of five stars. And honestly, that means the whole wide world to me, yeah. primarily because Pretty I awesome. myself look at reviews and I... I For everything. I do. And it really matters. Like if it's not a good review, I just kind of don't even waste my time with the product, with the podcast, with the service, whatever it is. I'm like, if it doesn't have a good review, I just don't want to waste my time. <laughs> so thank you so much for giving us 4.6 stars. I mean, yes. I, that I am incredibly proud of. And we hope to just continue to serve you, whether it's just making you laugh or feeding you some sort of inspiration or... Or talking some ish about... Married, married at first, first sight. sight. Some uh, recaps from Married at First oh, Sight. I can't wait to recap that. Yeah. At or to give you really fun, big surprises. Yeah. So if you have not seen my Instagram or Doug's Instagram, then you may not know this, but we are pregnant. Finally. Oh my gosh. Dun, dun, dun. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Like I can't say yeah. anything other than I cannot believe it. <laughs> Over three uh, years, fertility doctors telling me I have, I should just, I should have written out all the things seriously. that they said that I had. They had, they said that a I had a fallopian blocked tube. fallopian tube. I have hypothyroidism. I have MTHFR. I have a low normal egg count and we both are carriers of biotinidase deficiency. Right. And I'm My sperm now, count was fine. Yeah, Doug is fine. Very proud of him for that. But the other thing they said is that now that I'm older and- uh, not even just like 35 or 36, I'm 37 going on 38. And they just kept on mentioning that I'm older and I'm older and it's, you know, and I do, I agree. Like I am older. Well, you've I, been a labor and delivery nurse. So, I mean, you and kind I have, of know. Yeah. And I know that there have been women in their forties who naturally get pregnant and the pregnancy is fine and healthy. And so is yeah. the baby. And a lot of times that's with a healthy woman though. Like I can, mm -hmm. I, you know, it's not for nothing that these women that have healthier pregnancies later are, you know, healthy and they take good care of their, their, you know, they, they're working out and that doesn't necessarily mean they're skinny. I'm just saying that they're, they are, you know, they're fit. They, they, and so needless to say, I believed with my whole heart that we could get pregnant and I kind of lost faith there <laughs> for a hot minute. And it's not that so much that I lost faith, but I was like, Maybe I just felt, I have felt in my heart that we were meant to have more kids, but I was like, well, maybe my, maybe that's wrong. Like, because why is it like, why have we not like, so maybe yeah. my heart, maybe I'm feeling like I, I almost stopped believing in my own intuition because I was like, maybe that's not what God wants for us, but why would yeah. he give, you know, the Bible says that he lays the desires on your heart you know, for a reason. And so he, and he wants to give those to you. And so I'm like, well, maybe like, so why do I have these desires on my, like, well, I was, I got a little confused, but I think it was kind of a test of faith because a friend came over and this is wild. This is very wild. So a new friend from our community came well, over. Well, actually, um, so I, I do want to say before that story okay. though, um, when we went to the fertility specialist, um, you know, the, 
the news of the block fallopian tube and these other things, like I don't think that we left that appointment feeling down. Like the way that I imagined it in my head, and maybe I was alone in this, but the way that I pictured it was there's still a chance. Yeah. Like we, we had a lot of options. There was a lot of second fertility options and um, different things. And we were certainly willing and, and able to try some of them. We did acupuncture. We did uh, castor oil. We did a, a whole bunch of different things, but we never really lost faith like we couldn't have. Well, it's not so much that I, I started to feel like, this was after Jessica came. So our friend yeah. Jessica came over and, um, and it was just really ironic timing because she came over and she's like, I, f- I really feel like I have something to talk to you about. And she was like, you know, she had to sit down in our yeah, kitchen. She literally had to sit down Please and she felt down. very serious about this. And yeah. she was like, I just have, I feel like I have a word from God and I, and I need to tell you. And, and Doug and I are both kind of like, whoa, like that's, that's like really profound. Like we better listen. And so we sit down and we listen and, um, and I had already taken a pregnancy test for that month. So I I knew I wasn't pregnant. This was literally, was that just a month ago or two months ago? About a month. Either a month or two months ago, she came over and this happened and she sat down and she said, I have a word from God. And it it was essentially, it wasn't like, you're not going to have kids or you shouldn't have kids or anything like that. But it was, it was just like, no matter what, give God all the glory. And I'm like, well, I thought that I do give God all the glory, you know, like I, I, I don't, I, and so that was just something to think about. And then she had me read this book called Supernatural Childbirth. And if you are struggling with infertility. Well, she saw pregnancy though. Isn't that what she said? Like she felt like. Yeah. She felt like I was gonna like going to be pregnant, but I have pregnant. to give right. God all the glory. And I was like, okay. Great. And so, I mean, it was such a profound thing that I literally went and took a pregnancy, t- another pregnancy test. It was out of test. nowhere though. Like, yeah. And never, I was like, never did they call us to stop by to give us a word. Oh no, she did. She did tell me. It wasn't not that for no, you, maybe it was out of nowhere, but oh, for me, yeah. she told well, me. For me, it was, yeah. Because yeah, for Doug, it like, was very much out of nowhere. You were like, yeah, she's coming over and she wants to speak to both of us. And I was like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm almost like, am I, are we happen? in trouble? Yeah. But so anyways, after she said that, you know, it was such a, profound moment that I was like crying and I was like I feel like I have to take a pregnancy test because I feel like maybe I'm pregnant now it's almost like I felt like I needed to hear that even though I felt like I was giving God the glory but maybe I really wasn't and so I was like okay obviously I will I hear that loud and clear and I will give God all the glory and then I went to the bathroom and took I was like I think I'm pregnant like I just it was weird and then it was negative and so then I went and took a digital to make sure that it was negative because I'm like I really felt like I was pregnant like even though I knew I wasn't because and that's the crap that happens when you struggle with infertility and you're trying over and over again like you'll take tests and you think that they're positive when they're not or you're like you see that they're clearly negative and you're like oh no but I am so let me take another one and that one's negative and you're like Hmm, I guess I'm not. But anyways, so uh, I come out and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm definitely not. But, you know, thanks for your word. And, yeah. you know, we kind of just left it at that. And um, and then, uh, you know, honestly, I was like, does that mean I stop with with all the castor oil? And I was taking like maca root and all the different supplements. And, and I asked her, I was like, do you think that that means I should stop with all these supplements? Because is that me not giving God the glory or like relying on God? And she goes, I don't know. That's like for you to decide with God. And I was like, Oh, well that doesn't help me. And so (laughs) I just kind of started praying on it. And when we went on this, we just stopped putting pressure. This is wild. So then we have this cruise coming up on icon of the seas with Royal Caribbean. And, and I brought my ovulation sticks. I brought all the things, but when we got there, I was like, I'm not going to, we stopped putting the pressure on it. And I really didn't, I didn't check my urine. I knew I was fertile because I'm like, I you have an app for that. I have an app. And also I know my body at this mm-hmm. point and all that jazz. And so I knew I was fertile. And so, you know, I knew that it, that this could be it, but we did not do anything extravagant. Nothing. I am not even kidding you. No when I holding say this. of the legs up. We did do anything? that. I think we did hold our, my legs up. Yeah, we definitely did that. Oh, I mean, okay. that was the one thing we did too. Uh, we did hold well, we my did legs that up. With both kids. We did do that with every kid we've ever conceived, but, um, so yeah, we helped, but I didn't, we didn't use pre or precede. We didn't use like precede. We didn't, we didn't, I didn't take the maca root. I didn't, uh, pee on the sticks to check my ovulation. I didn't check even my app really to, to see like the most fertile day according to my app. Just I, good old fashioned. Let's do it on a cruise. Yeah. And 
I'm like, and I was also full and, but like, it wasn't like, oh, I give up. It was almost like, I'm trying to have faith in God and trust in God Mm -hmm. and just believe that if this is meant to be, then this will happen. And, and to not be disappointed if it doesn't, because sometimes when I don't do all the tricks in the book, then, and then I don't see a positive pregnancy test. I'm like, well, that's my own fault. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't try hard enough clearly because I'm, and then I get mad at myself. And then it's like, that's like the pressure. And I feel like people who have never struggled with infertility or trying to conceive for several months in a row with, with like just constant negative tests are probably like listening to this, like you sound crazy. (laughs) And I get it because I probably do sound crazy, but yeah, that's, that was the extent of what we were doing and going through. And it's just really, really miraculous that she came over, told me essentially that she had a word from God, that that word was to give him all the glory. And, and I was like, well, does that mean I'm not like, and does that mean I stop with all the things? And it's, and I didn't really necessarily stop. I did continue yeah. to take the supplements and I just kind of kept praying about it. Like, or you sh- even thought, you know, well, do I stop sharing about it too? Like, yeah. am I sharing too, too much? much? Am I not, you know, am I putting too much pressure on me or is it, you know, am I trying to be the, 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 the person that the infertility surrounds and, you know, everything. Well, not, yeah. And so, so essentially, I guess the biggest takeaway that I've taken away from this is that, well, first and foremost, I want to give God all the glory. And truly, I never did IVF. I never took one fertility medicine. I never did... I never did anything other than just natural things, just trying, like trying to help my body to prepare. Like, I mean, I worked out, I, I've been eating as healthier as I can, you know, like I still sneak gluten occasionally and sugar and, um, (laughs) and uh, like, I'm like, if you could just convince me that gluten really is the enemy, then I'll never sneak a slice of bread. But like, it's so hard. And like, like just tonight at dinner, I was like, can I have a bite of your sandwich, Doug? It looked so good. I had pulled pork. Uh, grilled cheese with like a regular bread yeah it was I only had one bite and then I had a salad with salmon (laughs) and tried to stay good but anyways um the point of the matter is is that I think and I almost hate to say this because anybody who's ever struggled with, with infertility it's almost like the most annoying thing to hear is just stop trying and just once you calm down when you de stress you'll get pregnant but I don't think I think it goes one step further than that I think it goes to really trusting God and whether you're a Christian, I don't care, you know, care what your faith is, but trusting God and trusting the universe that what is meant to be for you will come to you at the right time. Whether it's God or your higher power or the universe. Yeah. I mean, something above yourself. There is something above all of us. I really believe that we obviously believe in God, but, um, I, it's just incredibly profound to me that I, I mean, there was even a podcast episode because I don't know what, exactly which one it was, but I remember sitting here talking to you and being like, well, maybe I do have to be, like, maybe I am a mom of two. And I never envisioned that. I always thought that I would have many more children, but maybe that's not what God has planned for me. And I always envisioned maybe, myself as a dad of three. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, I just, I don't know. I just don't know exactly how, what the number is, but I just kind of thought a lot of kids Mm. because I just want a lot of kids, but, (laughs) but anyways, um, but the point of the matter is, is that I feel like I did. Doug has always been way calmer and cooler and collected about all of this than I've ever been, but I did. And he would have been, I feel like he would have been okay if it was just two. like you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were like, you know, and he didn't, although towards the end there, you were definitely wishing for more. Yeah. Like I as mean, bad as me. I was, I was ready for another one. Yeah. So maybe that, who knows, maybe that's what needed to happen yeah, before. I mean, I was, I was, I was, it just felt right. It really did. Where it's yeah. just like, you know, like I, I couldn't like after having Henley, like I couldn't imagine loving another kid as much as I loved Henley or, or love Henley. And then Hendrix came uh, and it's just like your love just grows. Yeah. And then, you know, the thought of having another one and raising another kid is just like, it just, I don't want to say it was consuming, but it just felt right. It just felt like, like we were supposed to have another child. Yeah. And And so then he started getting, I started looking forward to it. Yeah. And like really starting being as disappointed as I was with the negatives. And so, I mean, but he always wanted three. So I guess you were, you know, he was on board, but, um, but then like he really started getting on board and maybe that's why, who knows like what God's, you know, Never reason know. is. 
because um but then i also started saying you know what it's it's out of our hands yeah and it so it really is and so when we well when i in particular really stopped like trying to begin in control of it, I guess, of like all the things that I could do to make sure this happens. And I really, I read that book, Supernatural Childbirth. And I was, I mean, it's, it's kind of out there, not going to lie. Like when you read it, you know, yeah. it's a little out there, but I was I like, I haven't read it. Yeah. It's like a little out there in the sense but that I they, heard about it. they really believe that like there's that you can have pain-free childbirth, which I've never experienced unless I had an epidural. They also believe that um, people who were diagnosed with infertility would literally give it, and they had been trying and trying and trying, would give it up to, to Jesus and give him 100% of control over it, and then they would find themselves with like multiple children See, th <laughs> after this, being diagnosed with infertility. This concept is foreign to me. Like, I didn't, I didn't really believe in church believe in religion it wasn't it wasn't as like powerful as it was until we moved to florida i before we moved down to florida i i didn't necessarily believe in i, I don't want to say i didn't believe in god or or jesus like i went to church and i i i, I do believe i believed in a higher power i was always conflicted because of how many different religions there are, like how could there be so many different things and or different, you know, thoughts and, and, and everything else about how different culture started. And, you know, I always felt like I had an open mind about it, but then I didn't, I didn't recognize the power of prayer or community until we started going to church here. And then we started to have friends that were just so into it. And I remember, I mean, even even last episode, um, some guy came up to me and said, "When were you saved?" And I, I had no idea what what that meant or what he was was it, what he was talking about. Yeah. And I was saying, you know, whether it's prayer, whether it's putting things out into the universe, it can't be a coincidence that that things started to manifest after I met with ourselves. Jessica and then after I read this book and I really it, did it's stop. hard it's hard to chalk it up as a coincidence yeah. it's so hard as much as I fight it you know just saying things out loud praying you know just really putting it out there and then things start to happen like it's just it's wild you know and things didn't things haven't happened like that for me like I used to think like I was lucky, but, and like I used to, um, I used to think that I was praying or just like, it was more like just saying goals in my head and I lost that. Like I just hadn't done that, you know, yeah. since, since I was a kid, um, or since I was playing sports and everything and never as an adult until now, when I started to do that, where things started to come back my way, like it was really like unbelievable. Yeah. So needless to say, I, when I say that all the time, I'm sorry, but yeah, long story short. Yeah. Um, the point of the matter is <laughs> no, but we kind of let go of, at least I let go of the control. And I started making giving God the glory is like my number one priority and focus. And whether that be, I have my two beautiful, I mean, and let me just emphasize this 10 tenfold that never for a second was I ever not happy with my children. I am so happy with my children that I want more. It's not that. So if you've ever met someone who, you know, it's just, that is the most frustrating thing when people say, just be happy with the two you have. Like, why can't you just so be happy ignorant. with the two you have? And I'm like, I am so happy with the two that I have. And I just love them so much that I would love, and they desperately want another thing you know, they want a baby like it's it's just we feel lucky we have yeah one, like so. i won't judge you if you only want one don't judge me that i want 10 <laughs> please i'll judge you if you want 10 yeah but anyways and, and it's, it's funny because the harder it is to be able to get pregnant the more that i want i'm like <laughs> oh can we have like six maybe uh, like six doesn't sound like no. a bad number does it <laughs> but anyways um when I let go of the control and I really started to trust in God and to, and to, to like purposefully give him the glory, like not, you know, even in this pregnancy it was even before I found out I was pregnant, like trying to find the way to give him the glory rather than to be in control myself and try to like manipulate, like 
the ways that I can get pregnant. And it's just like, just stop. And like, cause I've tried that anyways, and it wasn't, you know, necessarily effective. And so just enjoy yourself on this cruise. If it's another month that goes by, don't beat yourself up. It's Mm -hmm. fine. And maybe, maybe that is God's goal was for you to have two. And, or maybe, you know, we would end up fostering to adopt. And now that's not necessarily Doug's thing, but I started thinking, you know, God works in mysterious ways and you just never know what could happen. And so maybe I need to open my mind and, you know, and then he would work on Doug or who knows what the case may be. But then last month, we go to Henley's dance recital and I feel fine except from just very, very tired. Like And you in- had been tired for like a week. Like just saying that you were tired. I can't get out of bed. Yeah, I that's true. I like pretty much since the cruise. Yeah. I I was so tired and I talked it up to traveling with the cruise and like, and then right after that we had her, uh, was it like the same weekend after, or I don't know, a little soon after that we went, we went to Orlando for her, my, for our daughter's, Mm -hmm. um, dance recital. And that was a pretty busy weekend as well. And so on the way back, I was so tired. I fell asleep and I was like, that is not normal. Like I knew I have hypothyroidism and I know that that could be out of whack a little bit, but I was like, that is not normal for me to fall asleep on a car ride. I mean, it's not that long of a car ride. And so when I got home, I went into the bathroom and took a pregnancy test, not really thinking I was going to be pregnant because like I said, I didn't pee on the ovulation sticks. I didn't, we didn't use pre-seed. We didn't do like, I did, we did hold my legs up, but we didn't do half the tricks, you know, that we would try and, and I let it go. I really didn't necessarily think I was pregnant and and then I saw the faint line and I was like, no way. And I just like, didn't, I just like walked around like a silly girl and like it was smiling and thinking like, how can I surprise my husband? I wasn't really expecting this. Like this has got, you've got to be kidding me. Like this can't really be real. She was like staring out the windows. Like, I, right. yeah, he walked in and I'm sitting at the table and I'm just staring at the, staring out the window and I'm like, is this real? Like, I, like just thinking to myself and the kids are just running around what and are you I'm looking at, and I'm literally in Doug, <laughs> Doug literally looks at me and goes, what are you looking at? And I was like, oh. <laughs> nothing and and he didn't I'm like that was so suspicious that he didn't he was just kind of like what the heck and then I was like I got it I was scared to take another test for fear that it would be negative and like but I I did I took I found a digital digital. I took a digital and I was like there's obviously no mistaking a digital it's either you're pregnant or you're not pregnant and it's the video is amazing so if you want to see the video, it is on our YouTube channel. It's called Hanging with the Hainers. You can just search Hanging with the Hainers on YouTube and it'll be the first video that pops up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm setting I mean, that as the premiere video. I was genuinely floored. Floored. Like, and I'm still a little bit in disbelief and kind of like scared that the shoe's going to drop. Mm. Like, I, I'm, I, I, I've said it a whole bunch, but cautiously optimistic yeah like because we're not silly i mean obviously we've we've had losses things can happen we yeah know that. i'll settle down once you know we have a ultrasound yeah and once the the doctor gives you okay but you know, yeah you've been you've been still peeing on sticks and you're still coming up as pregnant so <laughs> yeah i it's a good sign last night i was a little scared and so i keep I, seeing rappers in every bathroom yeah i just keep peeing on sticks and i'm like okay it's the hcg is still there yeah, it's still a good i line. have already at this point um had a beta hcg like two of those to see so i should find out soon whether or not you know it looks good and they should be able to indicate you know I've been really praying for twins. So. What's a HCG? So they check your HCG levels at certain days. So essentially for me though, it was just like, they just wanted to get a beta H, like a, an HCG level on like one day and then wait two days to check to see it again, to make sure that the increase, that the, the, oh, it's still going up. Exactly. Because if it's not, then it's then, probably not a viable pregnancy gotcha. and it, you know, and then that will be very indicative that yeah, you've been, you've been saying twins for so long. Now. Yeah. And so I'm still like hoping for, <laughs> for twins, but we'll see. Um, but, uh, twins do run in the family. So, you know, we'll just keep praying until then. I always imagined having three, I think three kids, maybe because I grew up in a family of three kids, but I've always imagined having three kids. I feel like that's a, a good number, even though I don't like odd numbers. Yeah. So that doesn't, um, that's very strange because he is a know, little OCD yeah. and not just a little, like every 
volume has to be on an even number. Like the yeah. heat, the thermostat has to be on an even number. Everything has to be on an even My number. My alarm clock is on an even number, yeah. but not Always. zero. Always. But, but no, like, because I'm just thinking, you know, um, I'm 40, what am I, 41 no, now? I think you're older than that. No, I'm 41. <laughs> Yeah, he is yeah, 41. I'm 41. He's four years older than me. So I'm I'm 41. Uh, you know, let's say we have this baby um, due on my birthday. Because apparently. oh my gosh, but I forgot to tell you. Yeah, the best we didn't part. even say that. So the, she checks. She yes. checks when the due date would be. I forgot to tell birthday. you the best part. So the, October 15th. Before I even like tell him, I was like, I have to think of a really fun surprise to tell Doug, which I'm like, this is what I did for. Um, for Henley is I thought of like a really fun surprise to surprise him. And even Jonathan, our first baby, Mm -hmm. I had a really fun surprise to surprise him. We found out at the fertility clinic about Hendrix together. So Mm -hmm. of course I wasn't surprising him. Um, but then, yeah, technically I, we kind of found out before, but I never believed these. I know. I'm like, is it true? Like it's a faint line. I really need to know. Like I literally got a false positive. (laughs) There's never really a false positive. And I know that, but it's like, I'm scared to believe in it because I'm scared to lose it. And mm-hmm. anyways, I'm definitely right there with this same pregnancy. But, um, what I was going to say was, Oh gosh, I already lost my, my birthday. Oh yeah. So I, the first day of my last period was January 9th. Not that anybody wants to, to like really know the, the nitty gritty mm-hmm. details, but that was the very first day of my last period. And so if you go into the pregnancy, like calculator due date, uh, app or uh, website, I, that's exactly Is that what the I official did. official name of it? Calculator. She's <laughs> Louise. I don't need, Yeah, for real. Uh, and every single month I was like checking to see, oh, if, I, if it's a, you know, every month I'm like, oh, this would yeah. be the due date. But so, but I hadn't because we I'm really you, want a January baby. Really <laughs> um, but I hadn't with this one because I really did try letting it go and stop being so like uh, trying to be in control and manipulate mm-hmm. like how I could make this happen. And I just kind of let it go and, and let God and, not expecting to be pregnant though. But anyways, so I guess maybe that's half the thing is that when you really do let go, you let go of that expectation and you just, yeah. So any case, um, I looked up my due date, like based on the first day of my last period and it was October 15th. Now, not only is that your birthday, but that's also, um, pregnancy and infant loss awareness day. And so really, yes, (laughs) I'm 41, uh, so this will be 42 when I have this baby. And let's say it takes us another two, three years to have another baby. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 45, mm-hmm. having another newborn. And that means I'm going to be 50 taking a kid to kindergarten. You know, like it, like at that some, is something to think at about. At some point, it's like, you know, gosh, if I keep so going... Old? Yeah, like how 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 long, you know, I mean, I know people do it. Yeah. But, you know, true. like I I I like the age that I'm at now. I like I love the kids that I have now. I feel like I still have the dad energy. Mhm. And which is why I'm so excited for mm-hmm. for this pregnancy. Um but past this, I I don't I don't know if if how I'm going to feel if we try again. And all of a sudden we get past the, the diapers, we get, we get past the potty training, we start going to kindergarten and then let's be 50 and, you know. Yeah, no, like I, just, I get that. I don't, I don't know. I just know how I feel now and I know that I can handle another one now. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's where I'm at. But I do see that. At three. Let's uh, switch gears and talk about Married at First Sight because this season is just such a wacky one. Yeah. So for those that are joining us that have not read one of the best books that have ever come out oh, stop. of the Jamie Otis family, the only Wifey book. 101, which is available <laughs> on Amazon and anywhere you can get books, but it is such a good read if Aww. you enjoy our conversations, you'll really get a good baseline for what Jamie was like growing up, how we decided to get married as strangers. Yeah. And then it documents our first 
couple of years yeah. of, of marriage, uh, which now uh, Jamie is expanding on, which is really super exciting. And I'm excited for her and so proud of her for yeah. putting this together. Thank you. Yeah, I'm on chapter 12 right now, which is the longest chapter. Without a doubt, it's going to be the longest chapter in the whole book because it's Doug's pre-baby bucket list and the guy had a mile long. Yes. But so um, the, Well, so the first book ends on year two of our marriage before kids, before a lot of secrets sort of came out before we moved. Uh, so there's there's a lot to add up to this point. And I really feel like uh, it's completely justified to add on to the book because there's so much more of a story to tell. Yeah, but if you want to get the, the first... Uh, original version in all its glory, then you can head to Amazon right now. And it's it's called Wifey 101, Everything I Got Wrong After Finding Mr. Right. Or if you're patient and you want to wait till I have it updated, you will miss out on getting the original because once it's gone, it's gone. But um, no, you definitely did not. But in our kitchen, I love you. In no, Berlin. Felix did. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you, if you, he was holding up the book and pointing to the cover of the book. Yeah. Um, but in any case, you saw it. if you want to, if you want to get the book, it's on amazon.com. And I think I'm going to change the subtitle for, to, from wifey 101, everything I got wrong after finding Mr. Right to why I married a complete stranger on national television. I feel like that is just such a better subtitle. Yeah. It really like sums it up far better, even though the first one is great and it's way more punny and cute and I don't know, but like it's really a book about why I married a complete stranger on national television. And then kind of like how our marriage unfolded mm-hmm. for yeah, the first 10 so. years when I have it updated. And then after I update this one, I'm probably going to write one on pregnancy. So um, thank you so much. All right. Well, let's get back into recapping Married at First Sight. Yeah. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this episode because it was kind of like a really boring episode in my opinion. Well, I don't know. Emily's accident. Yeah. Emily's accident. Like that looked really, really bad. And something they teased that last episode, which I was talking about uh, in the last podcast was, you know, sometimes trauma, sometimes going through some ish can bring people closer together. Yeah, it definitely does. This could be a spark for Emily and Brennan. Emily and Brennan, because for Brennan, I don't think that he's into her whatsoever. Yeah. You know, if he was, he'd stay in a room with her. Yeah. This is a couple's retreat and none of them are staying together. It's just the They're all thing. sleeping in different things. They're singles there now it's with Claire so and weird. Lauren and Orion. Like it's just, don't call it a couple's Can retreat. Can we just like back up for a second and be like, why are Lauren and Orion there? They're not even married anymore. Like, why are they on the couple's retreat? I just, yeah. that baffles me. It's because Orion wants to save face on camera. Every yeah. time he opens his mouth, it is, you could just see the fire going in Lauren because you could just tell that he is only saying this in front of people and he's only saying this when he's on camera. I guarantee there's none of that talk off camera. There's no way he's trying to build a bridge with Lauren off camera. That's not happening. And it's, I don't know. I just don't get get frustrated why they're there with with them. Because I feel like that's like a couple's retreat. It's not a couple's retreat. They're divorced. And so why would they go? I feel like how is that beneficial for them or for the the couples who are married, Mm -hmm. who are trying to keep their marriage alive? And speaking of that. But um, well, kudos for Emily and Brennan for um at least just going and still doing things together like the whole atv thing and what i was saying was you know if this could work out one of two ways brennan could realize that like emily got hurt and he really really cares for her and he really wants to be there for her and he wants to be the gentleman he wants to be the person that he says that he is and that he's compassionate and can take care of her or, you know, he could just see this as an opportunity to sort of be a hero and then back off when, you know, things get back to normal. I have I to know. big give the biggest shout out to Emily, though, because the woman has been basically rejected by her husband. And then she's out on this ATV ride. She basically almost just killed herself. Yeah. yeah, almost killed. I mean, she almost died. I mean, that, that was scar, a gash. That gash on her head. I mean, that's not definitely no joke. That, that is wild and she is still showing up with a smile on her face given this marriage Mm -hmm. effort giving brennan the the benefit of the doubt you know like kind of standing by his side as he's now standing by hers and my question is 
Do you think they slept together that night? Not not sex, but do you think they oh. slept in the same room? Because the first t- the first day that they walked in, the first thing he says to her, uh, "Cool if we pick different rooms." That was the first thing he said in the couples retreat. But when she was all hurt and banged up, she says, "I'm going to go to bed," and he was holding her hand, walking her to bed. I'm wondering I don't if know. they that's stayed a, together. That's a good question, but I could see. Oh, I could just see Emily being just so played because if she, if he did sleep with her when she was hurt and then now that she's not as hurt, she's healing. He doesn't want to sleep with her. That would hurt her heart yeah. so bad. So I, mean, I don't he, know. He seems like the kind of person that would almost hold that over her. Like, like just like just scoring points. Yeah. For like I saved your her. life or, yeah. you know, I took care of you while uh, yeah. you were sick. <laughs> exactly. I called the ambulance. I made them be serious. I mean, cause he, she is saying like, he's the only one that took action. Cause that's what he's saying. Yeah. But another couple that is just incredibly interesting to watch is, um, uh, pink hair <laughs> pregnancy. Becca brain already. Austin. Yeah. Becca and Austin. Yeah. Well, Becca, I mean, this is the, I don't know. I really like them. Time, yeah, but a couple times she's had health issues. So she had a stomach bug and couldn't participate in a lot of things. Uh, this yeah, but time. she made it clear right from the get-go that she has health issues. I know, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, and, and maybe the whole stomach bug thing gave um, Brennan an out for not you mean having to sleep with her. Not Brennan. Her I mean, uh, yeah. sorry, Austin. All these um, for not letting, for not having Austin like stay in her bed. Like that, he just, it's so confusing to me. Yeah. Because Cause he, he says he's into her. He makes he out with her. He, he knows he wants to pick up the intimacy and he likes making out and da, 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 da. But and then, then they never consummate. And yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she's got a, like, I mean, it couldn't be more obvious if she had like neon arrows pointing down <laughs> to, to her, her pants. Yeah, <laughs> just saying Austin open and, you know, I don't know. I don't know what other signs he needs. Well, it's not, I don't think he needs a sign. I don't think that. I don't think he's into her. Yeah, and, and I, I really think he's like too nice them. To say it. I like wanted that for her and for him, but I think the religion thing might be the biggest problem is that. I don't. You don't think it's the religion thing? No, because, well, I mean. He thinks. I I don't know. I, I don't know him. Obviously, I don't know him. But I'm just saying, the you're married. Yeah, but she's not a Christian, and he is. And understandably, but you're married. Yeah, and there is a there. The marriage should be sacred, and that should be something that you can overcome, and yeah. that should be something you can talk about. It's not. She's not saying she doesn't believe in religion. She's anti-religion. Just is that's just her belief. Well, Austin's, she is though. She's saying she doesn't believe. Right, but Austin's family member talked him down from that. She was just like, "It's okay. People can believe what they want to believe, and and you know, it's it's okay." And you got someone that is trying to make moves on him. I don't care how religious you are. <laughs> That's um, true. You know, you got pretty hard to. You got someone that's that's like really. And when Jesus says you can have rubbing sex with your wife you and and you know grinding on you and you know if I mean if you're making out and dry humping you know there's not a lot of religions gonna stop many people and but like to the point that even if he is a Christian right, like married, that's his so wife that's the big <laughs> like deal. there's yeah. there's no good I don't see but I we think that, waited till we got married to have sex with each other but so. I think that that's the, the I don't think the thing is like religion is keeping him from having sex I just think that the fact that she doesn't share his same beliefs is a turnoff to him well then he's got to get out yeah I just think that he's too sensitive yeah. and kind to break it to her and I do think he likes her I think that, but yeah. I think he's just, I don't know. Yeah. It confused. wasn't until, and I know Michael and Chloe haven't been part of the episodes prior until recently, but I, I didn't see Chloe ever opening up to my, or being open to being physically attracted to Michael until the, this episode, because they did the whole obstacle course thing and, and he was an American ninja warrior and he was doing all these things. And, uh, you know, she finally said, well, that's kind of hot and that's my man. But then I just don't buy it. It's, you know, I don't think that she's into him at all. And um, I think she has pressure to be into him because she knows that he was left at the altar and she doesn't want to be the other girl to deny him. Yeah. But also it's like, 
that's my man who also wants my earrings and my skirts and is hounding me for my pearl necklace. Um, and maybe I, some girls are into that, but I just don't know that Chloe is. But during the confession bowl that they had, yeah, it seems like Chloe's was a bit of a freak when she was younger. Not a freak. I just think, how I mean, is that a freak? Right. So, okay, for those of you listening, if you haven't seen the episode, she was, she a, was par- a party girl. Apparently, she was invited to an in-sync party. Like, just because you're going to an in-sync party doesn't mean you're a party girl. Well, I mean, she drank Jaeger off of the guy from Good Charlotte. No, she had it in a in a, in a, in a paper cup, and she accidentally poured it on him. Like, it, that was the embar- that was supposed to be her embarrassing story, was that she oh. accidentally poured the Jaeger shot on the lead singer from wow. Good Charlotte. I had that totally different in my head. Yeah. I thought she said that she drank Jaeger off of the guy from Good Charlotte. I don't know how you got that out of that, but Ugh. that, yeah. So no, she, That's first weird. of all, I'm like, you're 21 years old yeah. and you get invited to an in-sync party where Jessica Simpson is why and not? like Good Charlotte people. Um, where were you hanging out? Yeah. Like, why wasn't I there? <laughs> Cause I, I'm like, what 21 year old gets invited to these parties? Yeah. It's like, good for you, girl. I don't think Chloe gets over the, uh, the physical. Yeah. I don't think she's into him. And I don't Have think you ever dated a guy like Michael, like that was into fashion or something no. like that. No, I've had yeah. a best friend. Like actually even my that's, best. I, I would imagine that's an acquired taste. Yeah. Like that's not something, that's not something that you, see I, yeah. I think the thing is is if you know someone with that type of a style you know and you fall in love with them naturally right. because of their personality or on love is blind yeah like or you yeah exactly like where you ha- you develop a relationship with them prior to seeing them that's something that I could get over because you know like I wasn't immediately attracted to you and not because you had earrings or whatever but right. just 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 you know I just wasn't for whatever reason but then I got when I got to know you I started to love you for who you are. And then all of a sudden I'm like, dang, he's so hot. Like, I don't know how I didn't think he was so hot, but she doesn't get that opportunity with Michael. Like she doesn't know him as far as she can throw him and she can see him. And now she's married to him. And I think that that's really scary, especially when it's not just, you know, you're not just like lightly not into him, but it's like as intense as like he wears, you know, what skirts like you do and earrings and he says all the right things. No, he's he's a great guy. And I think that does seem genuine. He's a great person. Yeah. And I think that she also thinks that he's a great guy, but that doesn't mean that she's into him. Yeah. And I I do not think she's into him. I don't. Yeah. I think that she feels, I think she's in an awful situation because she isn't into him and doesn't want to hurt him because he's a great guy who wants to hurt him. He's a really great guy. Well, and so that's that's kind of, and we'll end on this, that's kind of the rub with Married at First Sight because when you sign up for the show, you give off what you think you like, what you're attracted to, mm-hmm. but at the point you're signing up for Married at First Sight, all of those likes and interests and what you thought you were into, all of that failed. And unless you're at the point where you're saying all the things that, you learned from those failed relationships, you know, then you're in a good position for married at first sight. But if, you know, if she's saying, you know, like uh, I like this type of person and, you know, physically and mentally and emotionally and blah, 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 you know, the, the person that she was given is someone that she probably never, ever would have chosen herself. Herself, Yeah. But But that doesn't mean that they're not a great match. But, everything before what she was going for failed. So there is an element of, well, maybe this is a better match for her, my match, or maybe this is what's supposed to work out. Um, And that's, that's kind of the, the gamble with it. And that's the faith you put in the experts is to, to find that sort of it factor that, you know what, this wasn't working for you. This is what we feel based on everything that you said. This is what we feel would be a good match for you. And if you don't know that, if you don't know what you are into or anything else, or you try to think of something, your married at first sight experience is not going to work out. Right. If you're not ready. But I mean, there's so many different variables involved. So I'm excited to just keep watching and we'll see how the rest is. I mean, it's got less than two weeks until decision day. So we'll see. Yeah. And then, uh, as many of you know, on the podcast, Doug and I are on a fun little episode after 
decision day and Doug surprises me with something. And so we're full of surprises. Yeah. So there's been two surprises that we've been keeping up our sleeves. One is that I am pregnant finally. And the other is something that happens on the show that we aren't at liberty to discuss. So you have to be able to watch it on married at first sight. So, but then after that, of course, we'll, we'll talk to you all about it. Give all the details. Yeah. But, um, thank you so much for being a part of our journey whether you started today or you started, you know, nearly 10 years ago with us. And definitely check out that YouTube video. We, we put it all together for you. And we yeah. We intend on, on bringing you through this journey because yes. you've, you've been with us since the very beginning. And yeah, like we always say, it's not lost on us that your continued support and everything is just, it means the world to us and being part of the family really yeah thank you so much for those of you who have sent positive vibes and prayed for us over this pregnancy um and whatever sticky baby dust is whatever that is yeah thank you for sending that to us i truly i just cannot thank you enough we are i'm still kind of in shock and disbelief and i we haven't you know heard a baby's heartbeat or anything yet so i'm just kind of being like careful to get too excited too soon Mm -hmm. because i don't want my heart to be ripped out of my chest, but, um, but a positive pregnancy test doesn't lie. And if you see the video, you'll see even the digital says that I'm pregnant. So, um, I'm excited to get the HCG levels back and see that, you know, they are increasing like they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for our first ultrasound to hopefully hear a baby's heartbeat and like, you know, know that it just, everything is going well in there, but, um, keep praying. Yeah. Thanks for praying for us and thanks for sending out the positive vibes. I mean, really, we just cannot thank you enough. And so, you know, we still have, want to do our vow renewal, although this is definitely a very big (laughs) surprise. Um, I was like this year, I'm going to focus on writing my book and updating my book, which I'm still doing. Um, and I was like, and we're going to focus on our vow renewal and I'm going to take the pressure of the trying to conceive, like let that go out the window. Cause I have a lot of other things I have to do. And I really kind of thought that we would already have this baby by now. And since we don't, you know, like then just let it, let it go. And then boom. And then I'm pregnant. (laughs) Like what are the chances? And of course I'm like, Oh, thank Like, I mean, there's, (laughs) I'm like, the vow renewal can wait. The book can wait. Everything can wait. I'm just going to nurture this pregnancy as fast as I can. Well, we can't wait to talk to you next week and we love you. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.